Welcome to episode 8 of the Santander Everyday Inclusion Network podcast. Last week was a great episode about parenting during lockdown with Joe Pizzella and Claire Gardner, where Tim went solo and did a great job. Uh, But this week we're back to normal, where I am back alongside Tim. And this week is about social mobility and the next big breakthrough with the fantastic Josh Lafrio Elliott. Here we go. Welcome in to the Everyday Inclusion podcast. We're up to episode eight. Last week I was riding solo, but uh, delighted to be joined by my co-host, Hits. Hits, how are you doing? Hey, how's it going? Good to be back, mate. Good to have you back. And, and what a show we've got ahead. We're putting the spotlight on uh, social mobility and the next big breakthrough. And uh, talking about big breakthroughs, a, a lovely internet article on Friday around uh, social mobility starring uh, our colleague Josh, who has joined us as our, our guest today. Josh, good evening. Hi. Welcome, uh, welcome along. And uh, first things first, actually, for those that might have missed the uh, wonderful article uh, on the internet, are you able to just sort of introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your story? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Tim. Um, and it's a pleasure to be here. Um, so a little bit about my story. Um, I... I grew up in a relatively standard uh, family household, a family of six, um, one of four kids. It was relatively standard until I was 13 years old, chose to move out with my dad. Um, and financially, um, things started to kind of take a downturn. It, it got a bit tough for us. We were moving houses pretty much every six months to nine months just to be able to afford the new rents. Um, Things were tough at school. Um, I ended up being permanently excluded from two schools um, in year nine, well, in year nine and year 10. Um, so I was 14, 15 years old at the time. It was a really rough time for me. Um, and then when I turned 15, I got into a school which was about 13 miles away from my house. Um, and dad was working a part-time job at Tesco's to afford the rent. Um, and things were really tough. But I got into that school, I studied hard, um, I worked as hard as I could and left with eight A-stars at GCSE and three A's. Um, and with my grades, I was able to go back to a grammar school in Maidstone um, and did my A-levels and then came into Santander. So while I was at school, I was working a part-time job as well, some pretty much full-time hours um, to provide some extra income. Um, and... I guess it was, it was quite a hard working childhood um, or very working class teenage years. And then I joined Santander. Um, well, I went through the application process for the corporate and commercial banking degree um, scheme in 2019. And I started in September 2019 in financial crime. I worked for a year in the crime due diligence team with many senior professionals, um, which was really great experience. Loved every minute of it. Um, and I now work in the hotel financing team as a relationship manager, um, also continuing the apprenticeship. So, yeah, it's, it's been a busy uh, seven years for me, um, but I'm 20 years old now and looking forward to my career with Santander. Nice, very nice. Thank you very much for that, Josh. Uh, so, yeah, quite similar to me, actually. I grew up in a family of six, uh, but I nearly got kicked out of school. Uh, you actually did it, and you did it twice, and then came out with eight A stars. So well done there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's one of them. I was, I was a little bit of a rebel as well back in school. But um, uh, oh, hold on a second. Can can you yep. hear me? 
Oh, brilliant. Yeah, sorry, just said uh, disconnected there for a second. Uh, but anyway, yeah, no, so uh, but great to have you on, Josh, and great that you've turned things around and you're now with us at Santander. Um, uh, so I hope you have a great career ahead. Um, but uh, I mean, talking about uh, so talking about your background um, and obviously your dad sort of working, etc. Uh, you know, just to pay the rent. Um, there, there's a couple of things that we pulled off the internet uh, recently as well, and also uh, looking at Santander's. Uh, you know, looking at a bit of information uh, with Santander all around social mobility as well. But Santander Walk recently crowned a top 75 employer uh, for social mobility. Um, and uh, this is in the context of which uh, the most recent Social Mobility Commission's State of Nation report, which found that social mobility has remained stagnant since 2014. Um, and with the entrenched class pay gap, there's a 25% pay difference, uh, 25% pay difference between those from working class and middle class backgrounds. And uh, also those from uh, better off backgrounds are almost 80% more likely to be in a professional job. So as Santander is such a strong supporter of positive social mobility, why is it important these differences are broken down, Josh? Um, it's clear that these, that these differences are, um, are a struggle for working class young people. Um, and it's 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 been highly demotivating for many years uh, for many young people that I've been friends with that I've studied with, um, and over the coming few years, it's going to be really important for banks like Santander, who are clearly setting a very good example, uh, to break down these differences because there's there was a traditional kind of um, saying of it's not what you know, it's who you know, um, and that played that played very well into. Um, many middle class and upper class backgrounds because they, they, they tended to be performing well and their children would then know their parents who could then get them a job regardless of the quality of the work they were able to produce. Um, and over time that stretched out the gap between middle class and working class people uh, because the working class people tended to have fewer contacts in higher paying industries and there was that kind of glass ceiling um, sitting there for many working class individuals and it still remains today that many working class individuals feel as though there's no way I could get a career in banking because first of all I don't know anyone who works there and second of all I've got to work full-time now while I'm studying just to help my family and just to do these certain things there's no chance and um and if and for the average working class person to get to that position they have to. They, they perceive it to be that they have to work two times as hard um, as someone from a middle class environment who may already have those networks established. So, as Santander being a strong supporter and ranking twenty sixth out of seventy five, the highest retail bank, um, it is crucial that these differences are broken down for the working class people who, who really can provide good insights and who really can be very good at these roles, but may be overlooked by the fact that they don't have the contacts in the industry. So over time, it's hopefully starting to look like people are going to be valued upon what they can bring to companies and what they can bring themselves rather than who they can know as individuals. Um, so by breaking down these differences, it really gives working class people um, and students 
the opportunities to show themselves and get into the careers that they've dreamed of. I mean, I, I wanted to work in banking since I was 12. Um, and I remember going up to, to watch the Olympic Games in London. Um, I went to watch the gymnastics at the O2 and we got off the overground at Canary Wharf. And I said to my dad, I said, one day I want, I want to work up in London. Um, I, wanted to, I wanted to work as a banker in London. I love maths. I love business. Um, and it was what I wanted to do. Um, and he kind of just chuckled. But um, now I feel as though with hard work and um, with a lot of situational difficulties and a lot of motivation and a lot of resilience, um, it is possible. Um, and it's possible because of schemes that Santander promote. Yeah. Brilliant. I mean, so articulate there, Justin, um, wise beyond the, the 20 years. And you talked about glass ceilings there. And uh, just over the weekend, we had Lewis Hamilton breaking those, those glass ceilings on the, in the Formula One. And in his little piece, just after he's won the championship for the seventh time, he, he sort of gave a message out to young people saying, you know, nothing's impossible, which was, which was really uplifting and inspiring. Now, given the economy and the, the outlook for the foreseeable anyway, not being you know, the, the, the shiniest. Is there an opportunity here for sort of social mobility to, to be in the limelight and that for us to really utilise this opportunity? Um, definitely. Um, I think that this, this, this coronavirus crisis um, economically shouldn't be seen as a hindrance to social mobility. It largely will be because previous crises have shown that working class individuals have tended to be hit harder um, than than middle class individuals as many careers as we're already seeing with losing jobs we're losing jobs on the high street um, there's jo- there's jobs going pretty much everywhere and I've got colleagues that I used to work with when I was lifeguarding part time um, they've all been called in for redundancy meetings and things like that and it's tough because those industries really have been hit hard. However, this can be a really good opportunity for social mobility to come to the limelight as banks and other industries can start providing opportunities such as apprenticeships um, and internships rather than the traditional university routes um, as alternatives for young people to get into employment and to get into employment earlier rather than having to work in the uh, volatile part-time jobs that many of them already do. Um, so with the economic forecast looking looking quite dire um, over the coming few years, this could really be an opportunity for the for banks and big companies to make the most of the government schemes that are recently being announced about traineeships and apprenticeships and more funding for them um, and really help get young people into the world of work rather than the traditional routes of study, um, which were which are very expensive um, and can often be seen to be out of reach for many working class young people. So definitely um, it could it could and should be a big focus over the next few years and could provide a really good opportunity um, for young people to start getting jobs and focusing on training up those who could be very successful in the future um, and utilising schemes like the emerging talent schemes we do have at Santander. Excellent. Yeah, thank you very much for that, Josh. And well, at the end of the day, I mean, class doesn't really, whatever class you, background you're from, it doesn't matter what class because class doesn't really separate intelligence. I mean, you can be uh, intelligent and it's all about working hard. Like you mentioned, you had a tough up, upbringing, um, you know, kicked out of schools. I mean, I, I was I was a bit of a rebel when I was a kid. Um, but then it gets to that point at, at some age where you think, right, let's turn this around, let's 
to work hard, work hard, work hard. And I worked hard. I got myself to university, uh, graduated and then started work at Santander, which has nearly been 13 years now for myself, Josh. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, with social mobility at Santander, it looks like we're doing quite a lot. And, and one thing I've noticed with Santander is we've, with the networks, we are doing a lot of work. I mean, our social mobility, other network, uh, what, what are, what are you guys doing to help fight these so inequalities? So the Social Mobility Network has had a lot of events over the last year. Um, we've, we ran a lead curriculum event um, up in Milton Keynes where we had students from um, a local school come into the office. Um, I believe this was uh, in December 19, or it might have been early 2020. I, I, can't, I can't fully remember the date. Um, but we had students from a local school in Milton Keynes um, that were less well off. Uh, and we provided them a day in the office. Um, and it was really great for them to get involved and see that the bank wasn't just a bunch of people working on computers with numbers and trading screens. It was uh, it was a very real environment for them. And it, was, it, it, it wasn't far a stretch. It was in their town. Um, and that, that really does help break down the barriers that some young people see as just a London-based bank where everyone's just rich and sitting on computers. It's not like that. Um, and by breaking that down, um, the Social Mobility Network is really successful in getting an image across young people. And also through this year, obviously, we've had this significant change to the working world, uh, being the coronavirus crisis, putting us all from home. Um, some again this is where some people see things as a hindrance whereas Santander and our social mobility network have actually seen this as an opportunity um, being virtual we don't have to worry about specific locations and traveling to a certain office meaning that we're able to reach more cold spot communities um, as they're known um, and reach more working class communities because it doesn't matter where you're based in the UK as long as you have an internet connection and a device you can get onto one of our work experience schemes. So by hosting the We Initiate days throughout this year and by getting involved in the We Evolve week placements, um, the Social Mobility Network has really been fighting these inequalities and it's really been helping working class individuals and all, all young people um, to get involved and see that in a meritocratic society, we do have these opportunities and as banks develop, as companies develop, we are starting to see that, as you as you mentioned, it's that whatever class you're from, it doesn't define your ability. Um, and the old attitudes of it's who you know, not what you know, is starting to change. And that intelligence and that drive and that passion in young people, regardless of their background, is starting to be noticed. Um, and that's exactly what the social mobility network sets out to do. And that's exactly what the social mobility um, schemes that Santander is providing are really focusing on. Yeah, and you've talked about giving that opportunity for young people to, to be aware and, and break through those barriers. You've been a great example of this yourself and, and articulated it in terms of the social mobility uh, people network as well. Um, the podcast title is, is Everyday Inclusion, and, and that's a, a narrative that the, the whole of the bank is following. So just to, to wrap up, my, the last question from me, Josh, is just to, to wrap everything you've, you've, you've spoken about, really, how does it all play into our ethos of, of everyday inclusion within Santander? Well, 
as as you say, the, the everyday inclusion um, narrative within Santander is crucial. Um, it is very well focused on, um, and all of these schemes that Santander is providing, and all of the focuses, and by ranking very highly in this um, in the index here, um, it helps develop this everyday inclusion narrative. As regardless of your background, regardless of where you're from, regardless of where you work, you are treated just as another member of staff, and you are treated as a kind of a member of the Santander bank as a whole um, and that equal treatment of everyone regardless of who you are where you're from your background uh, how you've grown up you are treated as an individual who has talent um, really helps push that narrative of everyday inclusion I was I've been working in offices with very senior people with very experienced people who have so many life experiences and so many things that they can share with me um, and they don't care that I'm from a working class background. It's it's just not something that anyone thinks about anymore. Um, and that's really, really great from Santander because it's essentially treating me as any other individual and treating everyone as an individual rather than a class or a background. Um, and it's that equal opportunity um, that really works well as a meritocratic bank. Yeah, definitely. Thank you very much for that, Josh. You're, you're absolutely right there. And it's great to see someone so young, actually, from your background, uh, you know, join the network straight away, doing so much for the network. And I always say every week uh, when, when we do these uh, podcasts that it is so important. I mean, I'm part of the social mobility network. I'm actually part of all the networks, actually. And, and I get to see what you guys are doing um, you know, on a regular basis, like you mentioned, you had the lead curricula curriculum event um, uh, not so long ago. And hopefully, I know we're in the pandemic now and we've got to change things and we've had to start going sort of virtual and, and things like that. But um, yeah, when, when things are back to normal, I'd, I'd love to love to come to one of those events as well. And And I try and tell the guests every week, you're not going to know about these events uh, unless you sign up to the actual network. So, uh, so we just need to make sure everyone gets onto Mio um, and and signs up to as many networks as you like. And and like myself, I've I've signed up to every single one, uh, and I love what we do. So, uh, thank you very much, Josh. Uh, it's been great. Uh, Tim, was there anything else that you? No, you just to, add, to, to reiterate my my thanks, Josh. And I know you're doing some some great stuff within CCB as well to to really promote um, this as well. So it's it's greatly appreciated. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Rich. Brilliant. Yeah, no problem at all, Josh. Thank you very much. And we hope to speak to you uh, in the future. Thanks, listeners, for listening once again. Josh, thank you very much. Tim, great to be Indeed. back to normal with myself and yourself on the podcast. Thanks again for last week going solo. But we are back Indeed. to normal. Thank you, everyone. Take care. Catch you next week. Great. Thanks. Brilliant. See you later. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Thank you, Josh. Remember that name, Josh Lafrio Elliott. Hits, what a well-spoken young man. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, when, when he said he was 20, I, I couldn't believe it. When we got his details come through to say you've got Josh from Social Mobility 
uh, on the podcast. I thought, you know, I'd been at the bank for a while, been part of the network for a while, but he, he certainly yeah, knew his stuff. Fantastic conversation and a, a very important topic too, and really nice to bring it to life and, and see the opportunity uh, available for us all over the, the, the coming weeks and months as we move forward. Don't forget to jump on to the uh, Everyday Inclusion piece uh, box set on uh, Mio and, uh, and sign up for those uh, People Networks. Hits, last word from you? Yeah, I mean, like Josh said, it, it doesn't matter what class you're from and, and class doesn't separate intelligence. It's all about working hard. I mean, you heard a bit about his background, my background as well. And, you know, it's all about wanting it, uh, working hard. And it's not about what class you're from that shouldn't separate your intelligence so yeah just you know uh to the young people out there just keep on working hard it doesn't matter what background you're from uh santander are here and clearly here to support and the social mobility network are here to sort of help along the way uh, as well so uh, like uh, tim said sign up to the networks sign up to the social mobility network and you'll you'll find out about the the events that they're running and and the events sound really great yeah, yeah. Alrighty, everybody, take care. We'll catch you next week. Brilliant. See you next week. Thanks, Tim. See ya. Bye-bye.